How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. victory nine zip the final and that's the way to start a series for sure welcome in everybody it's the Pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove there's the polish pipe bomb his name is jeff orlowski my name is tim allen and the brewers get a runaway victory here it, wow it feels good to have one of those wins where you just you just run away with it. No worries. Uh, Gustave did lock down the save though in the ninth inning. Just I'm just kidding. Uh, but the bigger news here is uh, the Brewers will be without the services of Christian Yelich and Jace Peterson for a while. We need to get into that discussion as to you know the impact of uh, Christian testing positive. Uh, Jace is going to be out for. A minimum seven days, that's a contact tracing protocol. But Christian definitely tested pos- uh, positive and had some uh, symptoms, minor as they might be, in a fully vaccinated Christian Yelich. So you have that to ponder as well. And uh, we'll get into that discussion as, as we move along here. We are live in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Learn on your terms, Lakeland. Dot edu and so you get the news today a, a flurry of roster moves because of it but uh yelly as i said to the 10-day il and that's going to be a minimum of 10 days i i honestly i would be surprised if it were just the 10 days you have uh, jace peterson as i said uh down seven days to contact tracing protocols you have devin williams activated Angel Perdomo sent down. Lorenzo Cain brought up, activated, had a couple of hits in an RBI today. And then Pablo Reyes uh, called upon again to the big league level. And now the trade deadline just, you know, essentially just three days away. And I don't know if that's going to impact, you know, prospective trades or not. I tend to doubt it. But I will say that... uh, Having Lorenzo Cain back and the timing of that is uh, is is pretty good, and and you see him, uh, you know, a couple of hits here, a, a flare base hit, had another base hit, knocked in a run, so we'll take that out of Lorenzo Cain, and could that be the catalyst to kind of drive him through? The other thing I'm hearing today, guys, we'll get to our game recap in just a second. The other thing I'm hearing is this is actually going to be good for Christian Yelich. And I'm not so sure of that. Now, I I would assume they're, well, I'm guaranteeing they're talking about the time off, not the actual having COVID. But will the time off affect Christian Yelich in this uh, Brewers offense? Because now you're you're not going to have Christian Yelich at 235, really good on base percentage 380. You're not going to have him in the two and three hole. You'll have an Omar Narvaez and a, and a Willie Adamas in 2-3. Now, I am interested in what they would do against a left-hander, 
Uh, if that would be, you know, maybe slide Avi to the three. Uh, maybe Louie goes to the two and then Adamas to the three. So there's a number of different ways to handle that. But, you know, I'm not so sure the time off, a 10-day or two-week time off is going to help Christian Yelich. I'm okay, and I was all right with, with a couple of days just to have him sit and watch, you know, get, get rid of the month of uh, July here, let, let the calendar uh, tick to August 1st. And maybe there's some soul-searching for Christian Yelich that can be had in just a couple of days off, two, three days off uh, at best into, into August. Okay, well, that's obviously not going to happen. And somebody said, uh, texted me today that said, I think the offense will be better without Christian Yelich in. Uh, again, guys, it's Christian Yelich. I mean, to it, you, you can't handle Christian Yelich like you would a Keston Hira. Completely different scenarios. They are different. Keston, I'm a big fan of Keston. You guys know that. I think that the problem started the first day you sent him down the first time this year. That, that wouldn't have happened that early for me. But nonetheless, you, you can't look at it as, as a parallel. I mean, Christian Yelich has got every opportunity to turn things on, and hopefully he will in the final couple of months. But, you know, he's going to be out. Jace Peterson's a big hit for this offense as well. And some some folks are saying, see, Tim, I, I told you they put up nine runs today. It's going to be a collective effort. The offense knows they got to pick up for Christian. They've been having to pick up for Christian Yelich all season. I mean, that's that's nothing different. But – to use this as a rallying cry, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I think most things happen for a reason. And uh, this, of course, may ultimately end up helping Christian Yelich from a baseball standpoint. Now, of course, we're, we're all wishing uh, great health and, and recovery. Uh, and the chances are he will. And, and he'll be fine. But... You know, again, the, the the fact that you have this guy out of the lineup for a couple of weeks, and that's what I'm going to guess is, is two weeks, not just the 10 days. Because I've had COVID. I know what it's like to, you know, have that residual effect here on you, and it hits people a little bit different. And I wasn't the same for, gosh, many, many weeks afterwards. Many weeks after I retained the taste, uh, taste and smell, I got that back. I got a little little energy back. Still maintained working and, you know, my band stuff and all that. But it does take its toll on you a little bit. So I would err on the side of caution here a, a good two weeks on this. Although these guys have great training regiments, far better than me. Their nutrition regimen, way better than me. They don't smoke 68,000 cigarettes a day, way better than me. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be surprised. But will the, how does this impact the Brewers moving forward? The Christian Yelich now, this isn't a decide to sit him down and think about things. This isn't a back injury. This is now it's, it's legit. It's 10 days off, minimum. And how does this impact the team? 414-799-1250. Uh, you know, David Stearns uh, echoed the sentiment of, you know, all of us. You know, we wish him the best health. That's where you start. And you hope now this this again, as I said, it affects people a little bit different. But uh, you know, cross your fingers that he'll have a full recovery. But will the break itself impact the team in a negative way? They get the win tonight. They're fifty nine and forty two guys. A uh, commanding lead in the central. Is that safe to say, or should I just use cushion? Everyone's using cushion. I, I call it a pretty substantial lead in the NL Central. I mean, they're looking at, uh, what, seven games coming into play tonight, seven games ahead of the Cincinnati Reds. So how will the Yelich, and I'll throw Jace Peterson into the mix as well, how does that impact this Brewers team, this Brewers offense moving forward? I mean, the, you know, the pitching obviously is going to, Stay the same here. 414-799-1250 as the Brewers get a nine-zip victory. And, and you guys know I, I love starting out a series. I love starting out a game on a positive note. Um, and, and the Brewers did just that. 
First, I want to get, uh, Jeff, your your spin on the Yelich and, and Jace Peterson being out for a while. How does it impact uh, the offense, according to you? You know, it's tough. Like, you know, I, I agree with you. I said a couple nights ago that, uh, you know, I would have given him a, a handful of days off in a row to, uh, to try to get himself right. But, um, you know, this might be 10 days might be too long because while he all the power was gone and everything like that, he was still getting on base a bunch, which obviously helps the team and helps the offense. You know, it's just another one of these situations. As soon as you get somebody back, now you're losing people again. You know, the Brewers could never be completely healthy this nope. year with this lineup. It, it's got to drive you nuts. It, it it does. And and I will say that, uh, you know, through all of that, we thought, you know, back in April and May, just bitten by the injury bug. And, it, wow, clearly the year of the injury. And, and I will still say that because it is. There's no doubt about that. Uh, multiple IL stints for Wong and Yelich and Kane was lost for what turned out to be almost two months. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, put placed on the IL on June 1st. He's back activated to, uh, here today on July 27th. So in essence, a couple of months there, Devin Williams on the IL Corbin Burns spent some time on the IL. It's just on and on and on. I, I just, you know, Travis Shaw, the Daniel Vogel back. All these guys, IL stints, and and it is clearly the year of of the injury. But, you know, at some point, don't you just think they're used to it so it doesn't phase them as much as it normally would? Yeah, I agree, because a lot of the guys that weren't supposed to see extended playing time have had to. You know, we were sitting there talking uh, in the second or third week of the season about just clicking off the days. You know, uh, check that box because they yeah. were still rattling off wins with all their guys hurt. Well, it's now been the entire season that they've had uh, very important pieces to their team on the IL, and they just keep winning. Oh, man, they, they, they do. And just to nutshell these injuries, uh, these were IL stints here for the most part. Uh, let's see, Eric Yardley, you remember that? Bobby Wall, Oblique, Justin Topa. Now, some of these guys have, have not uh, made it to the big league uh, team as of yet. Josh Lindblom with a knee. Zach Godley had a finger injury. Corbin Burns. Uh, Brett Anderson with the hamstring. Christian Yelich had the back. Tim Lopes, Oblique, Derek Fisher, hamstring. Lorenzo Cain, quad, and then ultimately hamstring. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jace Peterson, you remember this? The thumb injury. Mark Mathias, a shoulder. Manny Pena had the toe injury. Omar Narvaez with the hamstring. Jacob Nottingham uh, throughout the offseason and in the spring training uh, had the uh, thumb injury. Uh, Avi Garcia, now this has been maybe maintenance on the back, but uh, nonetheless worth mentioning. Colton Wong with the oblique. Um, that's 17 players. Now you add Suter, calf injury, as long as well as you lost him to a bereavement uh, exit. Let's see. Um, Angel Perdomo uh, was on the IL with a back injury. Lorenzo Kane, as I said, his second stint um, was the uh, hamstring. Colton Wong, his second stint in early June with that oblique again. Travis Shaw to the IL with a uh, dislocated shoulder. Wow. Um, Tyrone Taylor, I forgot about this one. IL on June 10th with a shoulder strain. Uh, Brett Anderson, uh, IL again, June 22nd. That was a knee contusion. Um, kind of a jam knee, I guess. I, I recall that running out of double play. You have Devin Williams that went to the IL. Daniel Vogelback with the hamstring. I mean, now Christian Yelich. No, it's not the back. It's um, it's a COVID positive. And Jace, wow. yeah. That's just these, and Jace these... again. It uh, you know it's crazy. And, and Jace, yeah. You know how how nuts is it? I don't remember half of those, Tim. Because it's just been one right after another all season long, and for them to continue just to keep, you know, tallying up all these wins, it, it's great to see. It's great for the team in general because now these guys, when you're going down the stretch, 
in big time moments have a ton of at bats and a ton of experience this year against big time pitching. And it, here we go. I've always said that uh, special seasons are are comprised uh, by special stories, and there's there's always a couple of storylines. Whether that's a an off the field human interest sort of story, or you know someone having triplets or babies or you know whatever it might be, and just just cool stories because you find them in every sport. Every special team has those special stories. And I don't know if, if, if special is the right word, uh, pipe bomb, but it certainly is a story of, you know, wow, despite all these injuries, this is one of the best teams in baseball. I mean, you're looking at one of the top five in, in terms of win-loss records. In baseball, I mean, think about that. Through all these injuries, that's pretty special. It is. Give these guys some health a little bit. The odds are with the fact that these uh, final two months are going to be a lot healthier than the first four. Would you agree with that? Oh, they better be. (laughs) (laughs) They better be, Timmy. Wow. Uh, We'll get to our game recap after the break here. If you guys want to jump in, 414-799-1250. How does the Yelich... um, you know, COVID positive uh, uh, affect the team. I'm a little surprised they even got the game in today. I, I thought it'd be about a 50-50 chance. I'm glad they did. They get a nine-zip victory, and they put up eight of those runs in the first two innings. Some highlights for you coming up. And again, if you want to jump in here on the Yelich conversation, does it help? Does it hurt? Does it? Is it the same? What sort of impact is it? You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, welcome back. A 9-zip Brewers victory in game one of this three-game set. Nine, a significant number here because the next 20 games, nine of these games are going to be against the Pittsburgh Pirates who clearly are selling some pieces off. In fact, uh, today's starter, Tyler Anderson, was scratched a few hours before first pitch in a presumed trade, but uh, that has since hit a little bit of a stall here. I, I guess there's some sort of physical or medical uh, record with one of the minor leaguers involved that's being uh, contested, if you will. But, I mean, Adam Frazier out, Holmes out, out of their bullpen. So nine of the next 20, that's a good thing. Again, special season, special stories, timing is good. The timing of Christian having COVID, if you're going to get COVID, I mean, again, maybe have it on the day Lorenzo Cain is activated. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, it's those types of little things that are going right for the Brewers. It may seem like you know, this, all these injuries, things aren't going right. Well, they are going right. The big three has stepped up, and I love that. You know, the big three, Peralta and, and Woody and Burns, and uh, that's been uh, sort of a uh, growing tagline here, typically heard in basketball settings. But the big three of this baseball team, man, you, you can hardly get better. Uh, the the uh, acquisition of Willie Adamas back in May has this team at what now thirty eight and nineteen yeah thirty eight and nineteen since acquiring him on May twenty second. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going right, and maybe this is a little bit of a rally cry. We'll see. Get into our uh, game recap here in just a second. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to tell us how you think uh, being without Christian Yelich is going to impact number one him, but number two the team, and how that's going to shake out in your mind. We'll go to Nate. Nate, you're on the fan. Nice victory tonight. Yeah. How are we doing tonight, Tim? It's okay. Yeah. Um, about the Christian Yelich thing, um, it's a it's a tough break. Um. But uh, due to the fact that we have we have been um, in, like dealing with uh, people in and out in and out the lineup, um, up and down the roster um, through, throughout the whole season, um, they sh- I think we should be able to hold hold water 
or tread water while um, while he's while he's away, even if it is a 14 day or two week uh, thing, we should still be able to put together enough wins to at least hold our own while he's not here. Um, here, Nate, I, let me cut in. I disagree with you so much because. Just because Yelich is gone, like you said, and Tim read the list of the guys that have hit the IL already this season, uh, a lot of them multiple times, there's no way the Brewers are just going to tread water because they've been dealing with this all year, and uh, you know, with Kane, Wall, all these guys. So, you know, I, I still expect them to uh, to keep gaining ground in the Central. And not just play 500 ball, right, is what you're saying, yeah, no, Jeff, no. right? I'm yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, they, that they're only going to tread water. I'm saying – the worst they should be able to hold their own. I, I definitely believe that they can definitely win more than 500, play, play more than, better than 500 baseball while he's away. But I'm saying the worst, worst come the worst, he should, he, they should be able to at least hold their own and hold this six game lead. You know what I mean? They should be able to at least play at least 500 baseball at the worst. But I definitely, I definitely believe that they play better than 500 baseball through this stretch while he is gone because um, I don't know if we play the Pirates this series and then we have Atlanta. Um, I don't think and then the really, Pirates again. Yep. Yeah, I don't really think it's any teams that really is going to um, that, that, that I don't think that we're not that we shouldn't that we shouldn't be able to uh, handle but like I said, we never know but um, that's I think we should definitely I definitely believe that we could play more than 500 baseball but at the worst um, we should be able to tread water. You know what I well, mean? it's but, coming at the right time, and and that's you know timing is huge, Nate. And and I hear what you're saying. I, I uh, thanks for the call. I I think that you know you're you're looking at through this next three weeks. If you consider the fact that nine of let's just say it's let's just round the numbers, half of your next twenty games are against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. You would assume, and you better, you would assume you're going to win six or seven of those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there alone, out of the nine, you go six and three, you're plus three. You're plus three just in half of the next 20 games. You're going to gain three. That'll put you about 20 games over 500. Now, the other 10 in that span, you're playing a little bit of a down Atlanta Braves squad. All right, so... Again, we talk about timing. This is probably the, the if you're going to get it, if you're going to be without, I mean, this might be the time. The other thing to consider, how many times this year have I talked about, come on, Christian, where's last night, as a matter of fact, or Sunday night? Come on, Christian, where's the game-changing swing? Where's the three-run shot? Where's the two-run double in the clutch, seventh, eighth inning? Timing is everything, guys. Guys that are actually hitting for slug, for slugging percentage, are going to be up in those positions that Christian Yelich was before. And where Christian Yelich wasn't coming through, guys like Narvaez, Garcia, and Adamas have been coming through. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in that situation that Christian Yelich has been in all season long and has failed in that situation in terms of slugging percentage. I'm not saying he's not helping the team win. I'm with counsel on that. He's part of this team. They all... They all yeah, you know, I mean it's sort of a rhetorical statement, isn't it? Yeah, they all help the team win. They do, but in terms of g- game pivoting, game changing at bats, you're now going to have a viable slugging percentage in those situations that would have been Christian Yelich. Let's see how that shakes out here. Omar Narvaez was example one today. Think about that in the first inning today. A man aboard with an out. That would have been Christian Yelich. Omar came through. Let's just play that highlight as we get to the uh, game recap in this one. Yeah, uh, Adamas reaches uh, on a one-out error. So he's standing there. Normally, this would be Yelich with a bat in his hand. Does he strike out? His his whiff rate is now almost 28%. Um, His slugging percentage is awful. I mean, maybe you get a base hit there, 
But instead, see, we talk about timing. We've got a guy that actually has come through many, many times this year, and he did again tonight. That's Omar Narvaez, one-on-one out in the first. 11 days. That ball's hit well. Narvaez will watch this one fly out of here. A two-run home run. Omar Narvaez gives the Brewers a jolt. (laughs) And first inning runs on the board for the Brew Crew tonight. Yeah, they get right to work in that first inning, two zip, and they weren't done. A walk to Avi Garcia, another walk to uh, Rowdy Telez. Uh, Luis Urias then strikes out, and Lorenzo Kane, welcome back. Kane sends that one in the air, right center. That's going to fall, a little flare. And Garcia all the way around to score. That's a Lorenzo Kane hit if I ever saw one. <laughs> Just muscled one into right center, and it's 3 nothing Brewers in the first. Boy, good to see that smile, isn't it? Lorenzo Kane, that ear-to-ear grin. There you go. That is cool right there, as heard on Valley Sports Wisconsin. You talk about Lorenzo Kane going the other way and taking what the pitcher gives him. Oh, man, cross your fingers that he gets into that type of zone and stays healthy the next couple of months because that is going to be cool. Three zip in the first inning. They send eight men to the plate, uh, two hits, two walks, an air. And uh, Brett Anderson has spotted three to the bottom of the first in a great shutdown inning. A- again, you guys talk about tone setting. Yeah, it's nice to put up three runs. you got to back that up with a shutdown inning, and Brett Anderson did that in the bottom of the first. A couple of strikeouts. Uh, Anderson, uh, in the second inning, draws a leadoff walk. That's never a good sign <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if you're the other team. You walk the leadoff man. He's the pitcher. And, uh, yeah, that's not good. And the Brewers make him pay because Colton Wong was then hit by a pitch. Willie Adamas then uh, was hit uh, – or actually, uh, Wong was hit by the pitch. Adamas with a base hit to load him up. And it set up Omar Narvaez. Here we go again. This would have been a Christian Yelich A.B., but instead, the timing says it's Omar Narvaez tonight. It's that one on the ground. Through for a base hit. Finds the hole. This is going to bring in two runs. Anderson and Wong score, and Narvaez has four ribbies already. Five zip in the second inning. Next hitter. Well, it's uh, Avi Garcia. And that ball is scalded to center field. Way back. Reynolds, it is off the wall. Adamas was tagging. He's got a little late start, but he'll score easily. And it is a booming double by Avi Garcia. It is six to nothing, Milwaukee. Yeah, they put up a six-pack right there thus far because the, the inning was not done. They make a pitching change, uh, and um, uh, Rick Mears uh, comes in to pitch. No, I, it's not Rick Mears. <laughs> the race I, car driver. <laughs> I thought I'd use that reference because Pipe Bomb is here. Um, but Mears does come in uh, for Pittsburgh. He's greeted by Rowdy Telez. Narvaez, I beg your pardon, Telez, and he bangs one through. Rowdy Telez with a base hit. They're going to send Garcia. Throw to the plate is off the mark. Two runs are in on the Rowdy Telez base hit, and it is eight to nothing, Milwaukee. Eight zip. They put up a snowman through the first couple of frames in this one. Four hits in that second inning, a walk, a hit batsman. Uh, They bat nine in the inning, scoring five runs. That made the score, as I said, eight zip. And it just stayed right there, a holding pattern. He had a nice double play, uh, turned a 3-6-3. One of my favorite plays in baseball is a 3-6-3 double play. It really, you know, uh, Telez, um, you know, grabs the ground ball, throws the second. That's about the only trouble Anderson got in. That was that fourth inning with a couple of men on. But... Uh, speaking of Anderson, he cruises through six innings of work, scoreless ball, 72 pitches, a little surprising. He did not go another frame, but you know, it's, it's tough to argue with the decisions, certainly with this pitching staff that Craig Council is making. That, that, you know, we, we can talk about lineups and we can talk about off days and off time for some of these position players, but you can't really complain 
about what Craig Council has done with the pitching staff. So You can't, and Timmy, he's being very consistent because he sat there and he held Freddie to a short start mm -hmm. right after the break. You know that with the low pitch count, the innings, and no trouble for Anderson tonight that he could have kept going, and he yanked him earlier too. So, you know, he's definitely being consistent across the entire rotation with trying to get these guys some extra time off. Miguel Sanchez and Hunter Strickland and Gustave, all with scoreless innings of relief. And Rowdy Telez, I'll tell you guys, have they found something there maybe? You know, I, we can we can scream uh, Vogel back, get him back, or Travis Shaw get some time at first, or Keston get going, man. But after a two for thirteen start in a Brewers uniform, Rowdy Telez has really done some damage here, and he caps the Brewers' night with a solo shot here in the ninth. And Telez turns on one down the line, got a chance, and it's up and gone. Over that 21-foot wall, Rowdy Telez. All the highlights on Bally Sports Wisconsin as the Brewers roll to a nine-zip victory. These, you know, you we don't see a lot of these types of games here this year. I mean, we, we just don't. And, and I don't know how to react to them when they happen <laughs> because it's like, well, They've been nail biters. They've been one, two run games. They've been game changing swings in the seventh or the eighth. There's been a ball left up in the zone. And, you know, we're, we're complaining about that. And, and all those uh, contribute to, you know, uh, a, a big win or a big loss. This, you know, the win, they're all big to a degree. But this, you don't know how to react to. You're <laughs> up eight zip. And, you know, that ah, Pittsburgh, they're. Yeah, you never say never. There's been some big comebacks uh, this year around baseball, including the Brewers down 7-zip. But, yeah, this one was in the bank, to coin a phrase, and drawing interest early. So, you don't – I didn't know really, like, hmm. You just got to be thankful because all the Wisconsin teams love to play close, heart-attack games. And so, like you said, how rare it is that you get, you know, a laugher right off the bat – and you just got to be happy. That's one less gray hair, you know? Guys, you got to add to this team. And I think David Stearns, president, GM, Matt Arnold, he knows, they know, they're going to have to add to this team. They're forced to. Their success has forced them to go for some moves. And I heard Adam McKelvey on uh, the Wendy's Big Show talking about, you know, they might not be front-page stories on the news, on the names. They might be, and I think Adam used the um, – the example of a Drew Palmerantz or Jordan Lyles. You know, I could I could see that. I think this year might be a little different, Mr. McAlvey. I think, guys, Brewers fans, I think this year might be just a tick different. The Trevor Story names, the Max Scherzers, I, I, you know, I don't know. But you have an opportunity here. You've been so beat up with injuries. You've been beat up with lack of production from two of your best hitters in, in Christian Yelich and Keston Hira. Yet you're still 59 and 42. 59 and 42, folks. How you don't add some muscle to that and put yourself over the top, going to be a head scratcher for me, guys. Yeah, you know, they've been... The without very little injury to the big three, and that's what they need because they have been very lucky all season long with a lot of these plug, uh, plug and play bullpen guys. Fire hydrant, you know, he started out the season on fire, he gets moved, and then Cousins was really good up until uh, like mm -hmm. the last week or so. You know, we've seen some really good stuff out of Boxberger, and you know, that uh. You know, Sanchez has been good. So it, uh, it's it been great. These plug-and-play guys in the bullpen have definitely made a difference. It uh, They just, you know, they got to keep the big three healthy, and they might be good enough as is, obviously, with the addition of Ryan Braun that's going to come. That's true. I, I, will, I will not rule out a huge, huge name based on that. Now, what will my sentiment be? If they basically stand pat and on Saturday, David Stearns addresses the media and said, and says, Hey, 
it's not like we didn't do anything. We just didn't do it at the deadline. We did it throughout the first half. We traded Orlando Arcia. We traded Fire Eisen and Rasmussen to get Adamas and Trevor Richards. We moved Richards and flipped him, and, and he was involved. We, we made a trade for Roddy Teles. These are all moves that we made. They just weren't at the deadline. So shut it. All you fans that wanted a big move, shush, is essentially going to be the message if that occurs. Now, check my pulse on Saturday. If that occurs, I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) This is a team based on everything we've been talking about that is really good right now. How you don't go after beating San Diego and beating the Dodgers and beating the Mets, beating the White Sox, and beating them right now. And, and we don't have to have that narrative that says, well, we just made our moves early. It's not like we didn't make moves. We made, I could see it coming. I'm not ruling that out, but I have a sneaking suspicion they really feel it this year in that front office. And part of me says the example was right in front of them. And that's 2.9 miles right up 94 to that Pfizer Forum. Part of me says that is impact has had some impact on their attitude. They're going to scream all day long, no, 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 we don't We don't let the Bucks determine anything we do. Eh. They're dudes, Jeff. They're guys. They, they, see, they saw what we saw and how you can't get excited over that and have a 59 and 42 mark and not go for it, even, even despite all of your injuries. I, again, I just have this feeling. I'm not predicting it. I just got a feeling that there's a big name coming in. Well, you know, like you said, I could see them, you know, sort of say, you know, that we that they made the moves early, but that's not David Stearns. You know, he usually picks up somebody and yes, you know, they're the you know, lower tier, not well known guys, but they come here and they deliver when they, they are do. here. Uh but yeah, I could see a big name. It would be great, but uh you know, there is something special with this team. And as long as the front of that rotation is good and these bullpen, you know, it's it's great. It's great. You know, we saw uh, Telez tonight with some huge hits. We saw him take a curtain call uh, not wow. long ago. You know, it's they're having very, very good luck with the people that they have acquired. And uh, just one final thing before the break. We're going to hear from uh, Craig Council, too. I was stunned tonight again what did tyrone taylor do (laughs) i knew you were gonna say it (laughs) what did he do jeff but come up with impactful hits i don't know Uh, jbj had a couple of doubles on sunday oh that's what tyrone did yeah okay now i get it yep all right uh yeah we'll hear from craig council next nice win for the brewers a runaway victory and you got to have these once in a while, and hopefully there's more of them. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Nine-zip Brewers take game one of the three-game set. Craig Council next right here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 9 nothing victory. You got to like those once in a while. Thank goodness. You get a runaway victory. Let's make it two in a row in game two of this three-game set. Nine of the next 20 games. Uh, going to be against this Pittsburgh Pirates squad who clearly are in sell mode. They've been moving some pieces here. The other thing, I would have lost my mind. Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's the fifth inning. He's got two men on. You're down, granted, you're down eight zip. Now, I understand that. And, you know, maybe you're waving the white flag on the season or whatever it might be. But you're still trying to win baseball games. Two on. And you allow the pitcher to bat there, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I just, I would have lost my mind. I mean, that, that was thrown in the towel way too early. 
It is. It's a bad look. And, you know, it's a bad look for the franchise, but but for him, you know, definitely. And, wow. uh, you know, this is the same team that just had a chance to sweep the San Francisco Giants with yep. the best record uh, in the National League. So, you know, it obviously the Pirates are going nowhere. You know, it's the same story for the last 20 years, but uh, you you got to put up better effort than that. Man. Yeah, and Ben Gamble, you can stop any time now. Dude, you're, you're, you're acting like Billy Hamilton. <laughs> you know, because, it, you know, the only reason they stayed in the big leagues, the only reason Hamilton stayed in the big leagues as long as he did with Cincinnati is because he clobbered Milwaukee. Uh, to beef up his numbers. Looks like Ben Gamble's doing the same thing. So I, I'm glad we had a runaway victory today because, as as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a nap guy. Jeff, you know that. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody knows that. Just don't bother Tim from, like, noon to 3. Just uh, He's off limits. So I'm having uh, siding done in the house. Okay. An exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. I mean, 30-plus oh, yeah. 30, 30 thousand. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm more just dis- – you know, I'm I'm not as disappointed in the money part of it as I am in not getting the nap because of all the pounding and <laughs> nonsense going on. So well, I'm glad it was a runaway victory because you couple the 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 non-nap day or the bothersome nap, and and you couple that with like a three-two loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. No, that wouldn't have been a good that wouldn't have been a good thing tonight. Dude, if you're dropping thirty plus thousand on siding, you should be able to, you know, strongly advise when these guys take a lunch break. You know what? I thought of that. And what's weird is uh, Ernesto, one of the guys working outside. Um, so <laughs> I step outside to have a smoke, and uh, there's a language barrier. Okay. okay. And he's trying to tell me. So they they were pounding on on the office, and and my office, my studio has you know all sorts of bobblehead shelves and you know baseballs all over the place and pictures and just it's like a cavalcade of like a little sports shop, you know. Right. And so I step outside. He comes around and he goes, "Baseball broken." Oh and no! I'm, and I'm like, Ooh, "Oh boy." This is going to be tough. Um, base it, across the farmer's field here, we have a, a baseball field. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Um, you play baseball? And he's like, yeah. Baseball broken. Call. I'm like, I can't figure I can't figure it out. <laughs> what was happening was uh, he was, you know, pounding on the outside of the, 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 the room there. And the bobbleheads were falling off the shelf. Ooh. And there is limbs, not by dismemberment, <laughs> but there are just, you, you guys know what it's like to have a bobblehead fall, you know, take a tumble. You, you could lose anything from the head to a foot, to an arm, to the bat, to the, you know, oh, <laughs> any yeah. gadget that's on it. Yeah. So I, we finally figured it out. Here I'm scrambling, taking everything down today. Oh, all the shelf stuff, it's, it's crazy. Now, all that being said, I'm really glad it was a Costa victory game today because I didn't need that today. <laughs> I didn't need Pittsburgh shutting down the Brewers 2-zip, you know, something like that. So, Well, and with the, uh, such high regard that you hold all your Brewers memorabilia, that had know. to be a tough day to begin with. So Yeah, and I threw them all in a box. Honestly, Jeff, I didn't even take inventory as to who got hurt. I know the Yount came came away, the my favorite one, the Robin Yount one. That came away unscathed, but I think there was a pretty uh, pricey Bill Hall bobble. I yeah. think the track jacket bobble, I think it's broke. Uh, uh, I hope I not, know. but, you know, give it a couple days before you take inventory. You know, the the knife wound is still new. You know, uh, if you took inventory now, it'd just be kind of twisting it. So let it rest for, a you know, a day yeah, or two. Yeah, it would ruin a 9-zip victory. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll we'll take that. Let's get in Mike here before we get to Greg Council. Mike, you're on the fan. What's going on, dude? Oh, is the guy driving nine-inch nails in the house? <laughs> Good one. I've never Good heard one. anything. I've been in the trades for 35 years. I never heard anything like that. Well, he was pounding on the I don't know what they were doing. They're, they're doing siding. Is your, is your house really big? Two yeah. floors? Yeah. Oh, you got ripped. 
How many estimates did you get? I can't believe we're talking about this. No, I can. Um, did you get three estimates? No. Jimmy, call me. I'll help you. We're getting <laughs> okay. two trees cut down. We went from 800 to 700 to 500. Well, anyway, you know what? Thanks for stealing my plug-and-play line, but it works for me. Okay. You notice Rowdy? Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's flipping a Philly Mick sandwich in there for a home run. He's got a sweet swing for a big dude. Ah, he really does. It looks like he's hitting a sandwich 100 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how uh, Vogelbach's going to unseat him. The guy's red hot. And, uh, Good problem to have, though. I think what was in Saturday or Friday, I was like, now who's this guy? <laughs> well, Stern's turned over another rock. I'm like, well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, when's that time we saw a hater? Exactly, and they, they need to get him. We're at about that point where they're going to have to get him some work. And, yet, you know, you really don't want to do it that way, but – at some point you do, and this has happened before, not just with the Brewers, with other teams where they're close or just the, the situations don't come up where you just got to get them some work. And real quick, uh, the trade deadline, it's all right in front of you. Braun, get that return trip on the PG, the PG, private jet. Comes in, not dressed like a Grateful Dead fan. Plug him in and left. <laughs> and let's finish this thing, I mean. No and I doubt. told you Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which. Kane is the straw that stirs this drink. Yep. And don't you love these quick eight cigarette, well, eight, nine cigarette games? <laughs> yeah. You got to love it, eh? <laughs> yes, you do. All right, Mike. Always a, always, always a pleasure, man. It's like, right, it's I'll like. Talk to you guys, uh, who we got tomorrow? Pittsburgh again, day game or night? Night game tomorrow. Adrian Hauser going for the crew. We need him to get a get a little better. You bet, you bet. All okay. right, take take it easy. Always always a pleasure. Yeah, um, you know you mentioned it, Mike, the Braun thing. Jeff, you mentioned it, the Braun thing. I didn't mention it at all today. It was kind of a no Braun zone. Okay, today. Sorry to violate that. Uh... No, you guys can, but uh, you know, again, I'm just going to do a no Braun zone today, and maybe get back at it tomorrow. Mm, I want to expand on that, but I won't. All right, Craig Council has got to be pleased with, number one, the uh, offensive output. Number two, the outing by Brett Anderson. Six scoreless innings and a cruise to victory, nine zip. As the Brewers take game one, here's the Brewers manager. Hey, Craig, we've been talking to the guys about travel like minor leaguers today, but they played like major leaguers. <laughs> you know, came right out, eight early runs. You never know they had a weird day. Yeah, I mean, I thought you know, it was a great start to the game for us. And, um, we, you know, we made it easy on ourselves. And it was, it was a strange day today, travel-wise. Um, we'd get into the hotel at whatever, around noon. So a little odd, but we uh, we came out and took advantage of a pitcher that was struggling with the strike zone a little bit and um, made it easy on ourselves. Craig, how much a difference was that from a normal day you didn't find out who you were facing until your guys are almost done with batting practice right yeah i was based yeah essentially we were bad bp was over and well they had they had a, a lot of stuff going on so understandable um so it was a little different but um you know most important we we this was just about having good at bats. It wasn't about not getting the scouting or not preparing or anything. We just had good at bats. And um, he was having a hard time throwing strikes. And we, you know, we, we sniffed it out a little bit and took advantage of it and were patient. Um, obviously Omar got a, got a fastball to hit and that was, that, that was good um, and, and gave us a little breathing room right away. But then we just, then I thought our patience kind of came to, came to fruition a little bit and um, a couple base hits and it's, and the game's kind of out of reach right away. Was this kind of a classic low cane game for him to come back and just how he impacted the game? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first hit, you know, to dump, dump one in there, I think, um, 
that put a smile, you probably saw it, put a smile on his face and put a smile on everybody's face. Um, made a diving, diving, sliding catch. Um, another hit on a ground ball with a man on first where he likes to hit it. So, um, you know, he contributed right away, played a nice center field, got Brett out of a, or got um, uh, Sanchi a good start to his inning. So it was a good way to start for, for sure. Greg, as, as one of the older guys on the team, Brett Anderson sure came through for you too. You know, I think his phrase was he got up at the ass crack of dawn. I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brett was the biggest fan of traveling the day of the game. Um, but uh, we, we're going to, we've, we've uh, asked if he'd like to travel the day of the game from now on. Uh, he's not very interested in it, but uh, we get to joke around with him about it. Um, and uh but he did a, he did a nice job i mean you know you get staked to that lead and your job is to throw strikes and, and especially for the way he pitches it's put the ball on the ground and make you know they hit it at people but that's what he does and um and uh we, we got that double play we turned in the second i thought it was a pretty big point for him just to kind of get out of a little bit of a jam there and then it was kind of cruise control for him Craig, uh, Rowdy Telez is giving you now some punch at, at that position, which I think you said the other day is exactly what you're looking for. Um, just how big has that been for what the rest of your lineup looks like when he's, you know, putting a charge in the. Some yeah, I mean, it, look, it, it's 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 something we need. You know, I think, um, it, you know, our offense has improved for significantly for sure uh, as we've gone here. But the, the home run is something that, you know, we. I know we say, ah, oh, we kind of, sometimes we, we bash the home run, but you need to hit the home run. It, it's, it's an easier way to score. Um, and, uh, and Rowdy has the ability to do that. And I think he's shown that and it doesn't have to be um, a certain, you know, it's, it's, he can hit different types of pitches. He's got so much power that it's, he's got the ability to just do it. I mean, the line drive to center is just kind of a line drive for everybody else. It goes out just, got a breaking ball. It's probably a ball today that he hit uh, out of the park. So that powers uh, a quick way to score and he's putting runs on the board quickly. And we need that. That's, that's a part of the part of our offense that I think we, we kind of missed a little bit. And so to have a guy doing it right now, um, you know, when he gets going, it's a, that's an important part of scoring runs. Greg, there were a couple of things that were impressive about what Omar did. He said he wasn't even sure he was going to play when it looked like a lefty was going to pitch. And also, you know, he had he had scuffled a little bit on that last homestand at the plate, and um, he, he just immediately impacted the game offensively. Yeah, it's, it's right. I mean, Manny was going to catch if it was a left-hander, and it probably affected those two guys as much as anybody uh, today, not knowing who was going to pitch. So, um but the first that first at bat was you know, was was a game changer for sure, um, and uh, so yeah, I mean I I think Omar's been so consistent this year, really. I mean he he had a little, you know, probably after the first series in Cincinnati, first two games against Kansas City, he didn't have a great great little stretch, but that eh, you know for for how many we're a hundred games into the season too, and uh, he he's been really consistent, good hitter with tough, tough at bats. Um, so it was, it was a matter of time. Let's find out the play of the game brought to you by ABC audio video, home entertainment and smart home technology. Simply done, right? Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Interesting words from uh, Brett Anderson about what time he got up this morning. But uh, okay. okay, that was okay. hilarious. That is good. That is good. I, you know, I, I could see that too as a starting pitcher. Uh, they are so set in their, uh, you know, regimen ways that, you know, they're, you know, this this whole, they get to pick out the uni on a certain on a certain day if they're the starting pitcher or. Uh, you know, they get to pick the music in the clubhouse or the media is, is uh, off limits to the starting pitcher. So that it's sort of a sacred he's he's the captain that day. Right. So I can understand where Brett Anderson's coming from. Wait a second. I got to get up this early, fly to the East Coast, 
try and stay loose when that's just not what I'm used to. I'm, I'm a veteran on top of it, so I'm so used to this other stuff going on uh, that you're going you're gonna to have me land, check into the hotel, then head over to the ballpark, and then try and get ready to pitch? Ah, well, he pitched great. That was six innings of uh, shutout baseball, 72 pitches. Really wasn't in any trouble, just a, a one-out jam with runners at the corners. And he gets a 3-6-3 double play to get out of it. Our ABC audio video play of the game in this 9-zip Brewers victory. How about we go to that first inning? Adamas reaches on air, so there's one on, one out. You want to take the lead early in a game. You want to take the lead early in a series. And Omar, with one swing of the bat, did just that. 11 days. That ball's hit well. Narvaez will watch this one fly out of here. A two-run home run. Omar Narvaez gives the Brewers a jolt. (laughs) And first inning runs on the board for the Brew Crew tonight. Highlight on Bally Sports Wisconsin, Brian Anderson and Bill Schroeder on the call. And I will ask this again and, and not make a huge deal out of it. Why aren't the television broadcasters traveling? Someone needs to come up with the answer for me out of curiosity. My guess is... It's a money thing. Would you agree with that, Jeff? It's got to be. That's the only reason. It's hurting your product is what it's doing. It is. It's hurting your product. And not that these guys aren't doing the best they can with the uh, resources given to them on on play-by-play monitors and, and things like that. But come on, guys. There's too much money floating around the game of Major League Baseball to sit and count your pennies on some travel expenses for TV, which is which are commercials for your product. I don't understand it. Maybe I'll get more into that tomorrow afternoon. Okay, we'll take a break. Omar Narvaez, uh, four knocked in, a couple of hits in the night, a nine-zip victory. We'll hear from the Brewers' backstop next here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. All right, welcome back. A 9-zip Brewers victory as uh, they take game one of this three-game set. Uh, Brett Anderson, a nice performance tonight. He's been pitching a lot better here. His last three starts, outstanding. And you're looking at, uh, what, 15 innings, two-run baseball in the three starts, and ERA now floating uh, under four, and we'll take that. See, that's the we were talking about that. We know the big three, you know, sparkling ERAs. But Hauser and and Brett Anderson, if we can get those guys, you know, the three seven three eight range, I think you're doing just fine in in that regard. Um, tomorrow, I'll be filling in for uh, Rami tomorrow afternoon at three. Jeff. Um, we just had a conversation about the Olympics mm-hmm. off the air. Yep. I'm going to bring that conversation on the air. Okay. I know you spend a lot of time uh, watching the Olympics. I do. And for me, it's zero. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. Unless, unless the wife has it on, you know, right on, on a Saturday morning or something. She, she might be, but no, I, I'm not un-American. I just, I just, no. It's to each their own. For me, uh, Tim, Buck season did not start until game three of the Nets series. That was (laughs) the first minutes of Buck's basketball I watched all season long. So what's that? 82 games in the regular? Well, 71 this year, 71 or 72 this year. And then, you know, you tack in the sweep over uh, Miami and then you're three games in. So, yeah, right around 80. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I missed first eighty games. So you know, it <laughs> it just hey, it's whatever you like. Yeah, I hear that. Omar Narvaez uh, liked his night tonight. Uh, a couple of hits, four knocked in, a two-run home run in the first that put the Brewers off and running to a nine-zip victory. Here's the Brewers' backstop after the win. Omar, we were just asking Brett about this sort of unique day we were playing in the game. It's not like that in many weeks. Um, how does it look like you as a catcher? Well, it was hard for me today, um, you know, especially when, uh, you know, when we saw the Tyler 
uh, Anderson was pitching, you know, I thought it was a uh, catching, but I mean, thing changed. And, uh, you know, uh, as soon as he got to the field, I was ready to play like every day. So um, when the lineup changed, you just be ready and, and keep doing my routine. Omar, how, do you, how much do you think it helped get past that weird day by scoring all those early runs? I mean, you, the offense really got going quick. I mean, you know, when you got a pitcher like a Brett Anderson, you kind of never think about um, how many runs we got to just keep attacking, keep, uh, you know, getting the, the uh, game moving. And, and uh, that's what we did today, trying to keep attacking and uh, keep the game moving so we can score more runs. What about you personally, Omar? Did you uh, feel you were due for a big game offensively? I mean, when I feel, when I started the game, I didn't feel so good. But you know, I just was trying to not swinging too much, just trying to you know uh, be relaxed in the play, in the play, trying to see pitches and you know let it get deep. So I mean, I got good results today. Omar, this was the 11th shutout that you guys have put together. How much pride do you take in that of how you're able to help, you know, the staff get through get through a game like that and put a game like that together? Um, honestly, really proud of it. I feel like uh, any shutout, I feel even better if I get, um, you know, four for four because it's, it's going to have a harder job because it's, it's combined a job. So, um, you know, very proud of my of, – of, uh, Whoever's in the mound and you know keep attacking. I feel like uh, not thinking too much about it to just keep attacking people and and uh, you know take what baseball baseball gave us. Hey Omar, how how pleased have you been with uh, Brad Anderson lately? He's been doing his thing pretty much every start last few ones for him. Yeah, I mean everybody knows Brad Anderson's gonna attack people and uh, he's gonna try. He's gonna uh, throw a lot of strikes. So um, you know. Everybody knows what he can do, and I really feel comfortable every time he's in the mound because I feel like he's going to do the job for us. Omar, what about Gustave? He's come in and pitched some really nice, clean innings for you. What do you think about his stuff so far? Man, you're talking about somebody that throws 99 with a sinker. You know, um, it's never easy to hit, and he's not afraid to, to, to attack the sun. So, um, you know, it's nice, for, nice to, to see him. Couple of breaking balls today, and uh, I think uh, we're gonna keep uh, mixing all the all, all his pitches. Omar Rowdy Telez has really given you guys an offensive boost here the last few games, hasn't he? He's been driving in a lot of runs. Yeah, I'm really proud of him. You know, uh, he's he hasn't stopped uh, working, and I feel like he would never stop. He's gonna stop working, so uh, I'm proud of him. What he's be able to do and help the team. You're pretty tired, Omar? I am, yes. <laughs> what time were you guys up this morning? I, uh, I woke up at 7 a.m. You guys sleep good? You guys sleep good tonight? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thanks, Omar. Thank you. There he is, Omar Narvaez after the Brewers' nine-zip victory and a runaway a rare runaway victory for the crew as they run their mark now to 59 and 42 and remain atop the National League Central. And now a couple of more days left in the month of July and the trade deadline this Friday at 3 p.m. I have a sneaking suspicion that there's a big name, at least, along with maybe a, another player or two, but a big name headed to Milwaukee. Oh, I, I, I still so. feel I, I still feel like they're going to take advantage of of number one what they've seen through a hundred games, and number two, you you have to imagine that you know a, a a GM and a front office guy looks at his competition to win the World Series, right? Yeah, you you have to. You're, you know, you're 17, 18, 19, 20 games over 500. You're playing good ball. You have three of the best pitchers in all of baseball, et cetera. Don't you have to measure yourself against who you think is going to be your stiffest competition to get to and win a World Series? Of course, yeah, absolutely. So that, that being said, why wouldn't you then measure yourself? And if you're close, just do it and see what happens. 
Well, and I think Stearns will. You know, he's proven to to be a Wheeler dealer. You know, hopefully it's a bigger name than usual. But, you know, he did bring, you know, Grandal here and stuff like that. So he's he, made he, some big moves in the past. Obviously, Yelich and Mustakis. Kane. Yep. Mustakis was a midseason acquisition the first time around. Yep. So there are some names that are floating around. Some rumors uh, have been connected to the Brewers, or at least – you know, some of these reporters have been saying a good fit is. That's not a report necessarily. That's someone's opinion where they say, well, a good fit would be Trevor Story to the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. Well, that, that's not breaking news, Jeff. No. No. No, that's oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that is. Yes. All right. That's going to do it for us. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. After the last pitch, as you make the switch tomorrow night, another 6.05 first pitch. However, there are some showers and thunderstorms in the forecast in Pittsburgh. We got through the last series in Pittsburgh unscathed with showers and T-storms in the forecast. So maybe that'll be the case this uh, series here. But uh, we'll see you. That's, uh, again, 6.05 first pitch, and we'll see you after the last pitch. For Jeff Orlowski, my name is Tim Allen. Once again, the final 9-zip. Brewers take game one of this three-game set. Well within reason to smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.